3: This is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and we're again recording at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Fertarosa. Our guest this week is a talented actor, stand-up comedian, and an Emmy-winning comedy writer, Who's been working pretty much nonstop in show business since the 1970s? Since you- meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> you saw my early kinescopes. <laughs> yes. Flip. It was a flip book. <laughs>
2: I liked a little Nemo.
3: Yeah, you saw my dramatic turn on Playhouse 90. Uh. <laughs> this is noatrop. The
2: review said you had wonderful hot spots, <laughs> <coughs>
3: kinescopic hot spots. You know him from hit <laughs> movies like Willow, Groundhog Day, Young Doctors in Love, Airplane 2, Earth Girls Are Easy, Gung Ho, Mrs. Doubtfire. The Informant and a little film that I'm not too familiar with, The Aristocrats. <laughs> and he's also one of the stars of a film we've discussed on this very podcast, The Dino De Laurentiis Comedy Million Dollar Mystery.
2: Just like Dune, they just couldn't get the whole book into the movie. <laughs>
3: He can also be seen in popular TV shows like Seinfeld, The Office, Lost, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Joan of Arcadia, The Middle, Blunt Talk, and Veep. He recently received very positive notices for his role as Tonight Show Talent Scout Mitch Bombardier (laughs) in the Showtime series I'm Dying Up Here. But. There's more! He's also... (laughs) No, is there's more? (laughs) Is there a steamer? Is there also a rice steamer? (laughs) (laughs) He's also a successful writer and comic and winning an Emmy for his writing on HBO's Dennis Miller Live and performing stand-up on dozens of TV shows and in clubs and theaters all over the country. He's even done some special effects and modeling work. It's true. In a lengthy and varied career, he's worked with Larry David, Ron Howard, Harold Ramis, Andy Kaufman, Eddie Murphy, George Lucas, Matt Damon, and Bill Murray, as well as his old friends, the late, great Jonathan Winters and Robin Williams. Please welcome a performer I've known for 75 years. <laughs> what a <laughs> We met when we were both in our late 50s. <laughs> we ate, we met when we could chew food.
2: <laughs> we're doing the drip bag comedy tour. <laughs>
3: One of the world's funniest people and a man whose James Mason impression is almost as good as mine. Oh. Our pal Rick Overton.
2: Hey, Gilly! God damn it, man! We know each other over forty years in reality.
3: I uh, yeah. I was doing the math
2: in my head, and uh, and well, that's uh, that's, that's how long
3: now. we know each other in reality. How long in do reality, we know each other? Not the 70- in fiction, <laughs> in fantasy, <Yes.
2: laughs> in real terms, forty years is a lot of years, pal.
3: Oh my God, yes, we used to constantly be hanging out the improv cat. Right, all those days, you guys now, remember? Remember, actual remember actual everybody meeting?
2: sit back there what? and wait to hear Larry David's mic go plong doo doo on the floor. Oh yeah. Oh,
3: you're up early. All right. Yeah, he he'd <laughs> he's walking off. He get angry, start screaming at someone in the audience and then yeah <laughs> oh, you a mic down <laughs>
1: <laughs> do, you, do you guys rem- remember meeting for the first time I, you, either one of you have a memory
3: of I that i don't recall the actual mm. first meeting
2: mm-hmm. but you knew me when i was working with roger sullivan oh, and o- oh my sullivan. god yeah. yeah so we were hanging out a lot O, o and s and uh, gilly a lot and that's when you had the the tray props
3: Oh yeah! Hey, still, I still do. turning up. <laughs> still do. What's that? Still do.
2: Beautiful. Hey, if it works, is there still <laughs> leper Mickey Mouse with the one ear? Oh, yeah, all
3: of those.
2: Beautiful. And, and,
3: <laughs> and the last time I spoke to you, I think you had a dog bite your lip off. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, mangled my face. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I got a mustache because of that now, and permanently, I got a the it, if it's. If I have to shave my beard, I still have the mustache and everyone says, Dr. Phil, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> I used to believe in you.
3: <laughs> yeah. So so when you shave the beard and leave the mustache, you're like, people think you're Avery Schreiper.
1: <laughs> There's a reference. <laughs> huh? Huh? You know, Jack Burns is still around, Rick. We tried to, we're we trying to get him.
2: Oh, it's Jack. Yeah. Burns and Carlin, oh, right? Oh, remember that big blow up on Friday? Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember yes. that? <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Kelly Carlin <laughs> said he's a is recluse. It re- was it real or was it all stage? I think it was Andy.
3: all bullshit.
2: Yeah, that's what. Yeah, mm, mm-hmm. yeah probably.
3: He's still with yeah. us, though.
1: He's a, he's a, Kelly says he's a recluse, Kelly Carlin. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. He was a par- partner with George for a while. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So remember the he nights. Remember the nights when, with when George we would be Harrison. Calls? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and what did George have to say about it?
3: Yes. Well, baseball players have very strange names. Where those who's on first, what's on second? I don't know. who's on third. <laughs>
2: I haven't seen you do that in ages. <laughs> Magnificent. Oh, I miss your Harrison. All your Beatles were splendid, man. You had them all, A to Z.
3: You had Pete Best. No, who does the, Pete oh, Best? Gilbert be, did Pete Best. What's the fella's name on third base? <laughs> no, what's the fella's name on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Beatles who's on
3: first <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: remember that insulting dismissal of ringo on the animated series <laughs> yeah oh, yes. that's all they had for him you know? they didn't no one because none of the guys could get his voice <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the other Beatles didn't sound like them either no no it, it no. was like like one of them sounded like Ronald Colman. <laughs> <laughs> it this is a far, far shittier thing I do. <laughs> yes. Ah, let's sing. I want to <laughs> hold your
2: hand. <laughs> it sounds like Peter Sellers reading Beatles. Remember that album? Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, sure.
0: Yeah. It's been remember? a hard
2: day's <laughs> night, and I've been working like a dog.
1: <laughs> Produced by George Martin. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he, he worked with the goons.
3: Now, do you oh. remember there was also that Beatles where they had different celebrities sing their songs? Like, I think Hard Day's Night was sung by Goldie Hawn. Oh, you mean like a primetime special? Yeah. Like they, well, they did one with Tony
1: Randall and and Kate Smith. Yeah. That's on YouTube. That's rather memorable. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, great. Really atrocious. Great. That's up there with uh, Lawrence Welk, one toke over the line. Yes. He didn't I've know seen what that. It meant. I've
1: seen that, too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you, boys. And so now they're going to do something over a line.
3: Or th- the classic. <laughs> Everyone out there uh, owes it to themselves to... Here, the Frank Sinatra, Mrs. Robinson. Oh, atrocious!
2: We throw the jilly rizzo. Yes,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is to
2: you, Mrs. Robinson?
3: Yeah, and you, cuckoo Ow. bird, Mrs. Robinson. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Heaven holds a place
2: for you to pray. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs>
1: Rick speaking of music. Yeah. Gilbert yeah. knows everything about you and yet he did not know that your
2: mom was in the Cordettes. She was one of the Road Cordettes. The one of the Road Cordettes. Recorded, the the one of the guys got uh, in the recording group got pregnant. and Couldn't zip up the gown, so mom jumped into the gown and took it on the road and after and filled in the role from that point on for car shows and county fairs and all kinds of stuff and some TV appearances. Pretty cool. <laughs>
3: wow.
2: Yeah. And so tell the us- way the ink spots would start to disperse and break up, you know. And tell us
1: a little bit about your pop, who was also a distinguished musician.
2: Uh, he was Thelonious Monk's big band arranger and uh, co-partner uh, on uh, several arrangements and uh, helped uh, make Bebop jazz. If you ever listen to the Jazz Loft series uh, or you see the movie Jazz Loft on uh, Netflix, I believe it's on Netflix now, but I know it's on iTunes. And uh, you'll see a lot of photos of my dad working with Monk and those guys. They recorded the earliest stages of Jazz transferring into bebop,
3: so my dad. That very cool. Bebop. I also remember sharing a hotel room with remember you that? in Toronto. You're not going
2: to fart and freak out, are you, <laughs> yeah. Gil?
3: He, yeah, yeah. Those are two
2: things I don't want when I'm sharing a room with a guy. You don't fart, you don't freak out. So and, during the night, Gilbert when, would go. Yeah, I go. <laughs> <"Pfff."> <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I started then chasing you in the alleyway, <laughs> like in the parking lot. I I'm was dying. chasing you on. <laughs> <laughs> ah! It's,
0: uh, yeah. Oh,
2: My God, the grown men were in our sixties and we're just remembering this forty years wow. ago. <laughs> See, You still have our memories, right? Yes.
3: Jack That's oh. all we have. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah, don't that have that. That was in, uh, that we was in uh, Ottawa. We were Ottawa. Oh, yes. We don't have our oh, eyesight or hearing or <laughs> the ability to walk, <laughs> but our memories are still in Right. Back.
2: But my memory is perfect. <laughs> it, of course, had to be loaded into this device as my body was disintegrating. <laughs> <laughs> I am typing with my brain. Rick, Forgive was your mom on the I Bird Park show?
1: Yes. That's pretty cool. She was
2: with the Heather. Tones Ray Heatherton's Heather tones. How about that? And she oh would my do god! Kinescope. I love. Come this. out in the West, you know, in the in the Chesterfield uh, cigarette carton with the tap dance and ticka dick tick, tick, tick and go out again, or wait wait for the dog to try and eat live dog food for a commercial. You know, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Black and white makeup didn't look like normal makeup. Tell t- wouldn't t- be red lips. They put dark brown, stark, weird looking makeup because it would read right on kinescope. That's also very cool.
1: I'm sure you guys did not discuss this uh, while sharing the room in Toronto. No. But tell, tell Gil, this is this is fascinating too. Tell Gil about some of the comics like Jackie Leonard that your your dad worked with on the road. Because that's also interesting.
2: Yeah. Jackie Leonard yeah. came up and uh, like would joke with me when I was a little kid because he'd be at the fairs and the shows. Wow. James, James Garner uh, in his cowboy garb rolled up a... Uh, a Western magazine and held it up like a gun and, and then went bop and hit me on the head with it and like shot me the you're okay kid finger, you know?
3: Yeah. And
2: I was beaming with pride all from that. But Jackie Leonard, yeah, I saw some comedians when I was a little kid. I didn't know who all of them were, but my mom would, or oh, tell me about Jackie Leonard as I certainly hope so, for your sake. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> That's great. And, and he was
2: like, you know, because Jackie was kind of writing, you know, some comics they get a sort of similarity thing going and they'll ride that out. And Jackie had an interesting career being near Phil Silvers. Oh. And having a sort of fast talking, you know, and do it like this. Because Phil Silvers would do it like that.
1: <laughs> you, you, your dad, I was looking at my, my notes, your dad liked the comics. Your dad responded very much to these people. He, he, he kind of, yep. though he was an accomplished musician, he longed to get a laugh,
2: you said. It's just, you know, I, uh, it took me years to figure this formula out, but cool is the enemy of funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. It, it, that's the lack of vulnerability, the lack of demonstrability of any kind. And so no one really gets to see what you're thinking. It's, we don't know what's the cool or funny part about oh, it. You know, but, oh,
3: I I disagree because I'm really cool. <laughs> and, and, and hip is my middle name.
0: <laughs>
2: right. There has to be a vulnerability that doesn't exist when you're cool in the jazz world. And so he frustrated – he was frustrated and wished he could have another self. That's fascinating. Yeah, of course. And and, and so he would tip me to records. He would play one after the next for me. Newhart, Winters. uh, 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 He played a lot of stuff for me. Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers. He would take me to the movies to see Peter Sellers. Yes, he was his favorite guy. Winters and Sellers.
1: So that's kind of how you got uh, bitten by the comedy
2: bug, yeah, so to pop. speak? Yeah. Through your pop? Pop and pop. They both loved him, yeah, but pop in particular.
1: Yeah. I find it fascinating that such an accomplished musician, and he did a lot of wonderful things, and he worked with Stan Getz, and he wrote operas and, and, and com- composed. I mean, he really taught did a Taught at Juilliard. Yeah, taught at Juilliard, a, a very accomplished man. And, 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 and I find it funny that he wanted to get a laugh.
3: Yeah. In, that he had,
1: he had envy of these comedians.
2: Yeah. There's always a barbecue in the next yard over, you know. And uh, we, you know, the musicians, they wish they were comedians. But I think for a while there at least, comedians were wishing a little more that they were rock stars.
3: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then you'd see comedians do like a, quote, takeoff on a rock star just so they'd have an excuse to yeah. to do a rock song on stage. Right.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a tribute to someone else so I can get my fantasy here and maybe yeah. get that extra get laid edge on this one show. <laughs> the jokes aren't working. I better pull yeah. out the song. Here's fun trivia to Dizzy. Lady
4: jo- of the night.
2: Right, I didn't mean to cut your bit right. off.
1: No, I didn't have any more of the song. I was just starting <laughs> it to hope the irony would kick <laughs> in and we'd change the subject. Did Dizzy
2: Gillespie help you and your family buy a house? Yeah, I did. That's really cool trivia, and and Monk did too. So between the two of them, they helped us pin down a neighborhood so we could be close to everybody. I love. His that. Dad was pals with all of them, all of them.
3: Dizzy Gillespie helped you buy your house, and I think Crazy Guggenheim <laughs> helped you Crazy buy. Crazy Guggenheim. <laughs> <laughs> he helped was my teacher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, hey, Gilly. Yeah. yeah.
2: Try and do Crazy Guggenheim on a show in 2017. <laughs>
1: Oh, we talk about him a
2: lot Of Good luck with that shit, man. And, uh, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, it was that's like, like. that's. It's why Jerry Lewis did telethons, <laughs> is to make up for doing. You know. <laughs> he had to, had to show, no, I care about the kids, too, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, back then, you could still laugh at alcoholics. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Try to do Foster Brooks now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah what are it. you
2: showing our children?
1: Yeah, they even cleaned up Barney's act on The Simpsons.
3: Oh, that's... Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: He's yeah. a drunk. <laughs> oh, now and, they, re, they rehabbed him.
3: And when they did Back to Mayberry... Ah, uh, with all the Otis. old Andy oh, Griffith, Otis. Otis had yep. had kicked the bottle. Same thing, That's right? And I thought, so why the fuck is he here? <laughs> yeah, why are you why are you
2: lounging around, man? The whole joke was you're not yeah. supposed you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now you're just a vagrant.
3: <laughs> so what's your point <laughs> you're on this show? vagrant. <laughs> You took all the charm out huh? of yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you realize that that actor had no personality. Oh, no. He was, was much better oh, no. when he was drunk. Hal Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did
1: a lot of work, that guy. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. in everything. He's in The Great Race. He's in all kinds of stuff. Oh, he's a terrific character actor.
2: You know, real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was great.
1: And now while Gilbert heads into the nutmeg kitchen to steal more Perrier... <laughs> A word from our sponsor. And now back to more hilarity and trenchant insight, Gilbert Gottfried.
3: I was talking in a previous <laughs> episode that <laughs> Francis Bavier... Uh-oh. I heard a rumor... <laughs> She was a recluse oh, God. toward the end, and she died, and it was like a few months before they found her body, and that, oh, boy. that she had a bunch of cats, and the cats were all eating her corpse. That was Andy's- This e's is unsubstantiated. D- <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, but it's too good not to be Andy! true.
0: Andy! <laughs> Andy!
2: No, no, Andy! I don't want you running in there now. (laughs) I want you to wait out here on the driveway. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's a great
2: Don Knotts. (laughs) No, thanks. (laughs)
1: I was going to ask you. I'm not sure I'm going to get an actual interview in here. No, probably not.
3: (laughs) Do you remember the music? Let's see what an Andy Griffiths fan you are. The music that would play when Don Knotts would get brave. Oh, how does it go? It was like dun, highway dun, patrol. Da. Yes. Yeah. They'd always play that. <laughs> it was, was a
2: satire serious music. Yeah. It yeah. was like right. when build up. Yeah. Don Knox right.
3: would like uh build his courage up. And- <laughs> Incidental music. Yes. yes, yes. I believe that's called. I, well, uh, for the Munsters it was Are
2: we going to do the ones from Gilligan's Island, too? Okay, then. All right. Let's see. And then we got to do Man from Uncle. Got to do the wipe. The in-between scene wipes. This is going to be one of those shows, I can tell. Wow. Two people who love the same esoterica—it's going to be a problem. You have a problem now. <laughs> Here's one from Gilligan's Island. Yes.
1: Oh,
3: Oh wow!
2: <laughs> with Gilligan riding on a bike and operating the yes. washing machine. <laughs> but, but no, first it and it first you zoom in. I'm going. I won't do it. No, no, I won't. Pan out. And oh he's on yes, bicycle, he's right. In, yeah. He's in a dress. Yeah. He he's in a dress with a wig. Right? They had because the Howells packed a dress and wig. And so,
1: oh,
2: God, Lovey, wear the freaky dress. <laughs> We're on an island.
1: <laughs> so who what, cares? So Rick, you grew up in Jersey, in the house that Dizzy Gillespie and, and Thelonious helped you buy. What did you? What did you watch? I know what comedy albums you listened to.
2: i watch, you know,
1: besides uh, the Andy Griffith Show.
2: Oh, uh, man! From everything Uncle, everything from Perry Mason, Man from Uncle, Girl from Uncle, uh, the Avengers with Mrs. Peel, the original Mrs. Peel Avengers, and uh, the Prisoner, and uh, Let's see if they had horror movies on, you know, Twilight Zone, of course, the one that scared the shit out of me yep. was the uh, Shatner opens the window and <laughs> is looking oh, at you. Oh, you know, yes. that's a great one. That kind of yes. spooked me for a while. <laughs> flames. Because they did a weird thing with the engine where there are flames coming out of the engine of a piston plane. And when I was little, they had piston planes for commutes and... Piston planes shoot flame the entire fucking time. Oh, there's no God. there's no muffler on it. It's just a radial like a fighter plane engine or a bomber engine from World War II put on an airliner and it just jets these flames of exhaust with flames so the entire time. You're watching it burn and you don't know whether to say something or not. <laughs> and he goes,
3: the uh, one one stewardess came by and said, "Oh no, no, no. You complain when you stop seeing the flames." Yes. Do you remember the other Twilight Zone episode, with William Shatner? I do. Yeah, yes. the wishing, the little wishmaker. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Devil head wishmaker where a fortune the teller. The penny in and the little uh, devil head start shaking. That's a great yeah. one. That yep. was, yeah. Should we stay here until two thirty? Try again. Should we stay in
4: here until three o'clock? There's no question about it.
0: Don, let's take a look around the town, hmm?
4: Every answer seems to fit.
0: You're joking, aren't you? I mean, Don, no more.
2: If we don't stay in here until three o'clock, Something bad will happen to us.
0: Oh, Don, for heaven's sake! Read it. Do you dare risk finding out?
3: And I like the—I think it was an hour long. Um, the uh, the Gig Young one. I think it was called Walking Distance.
1: Yeah, that's the we've talked about
3: that here. Yeah. That's is that the, the bomber crashes in the desert? Uh no, no. No he he's his car stalls. Well, that's Bob. I love that Bob is it. Is yeah, guy? He Bob his, Cummings. Bob Cummings. It. Gig Young's car stalls oh. and he realizes he's like a mile away from where he grew up. And then he goes there and everything is exactly the same. And then he sees himself as a little boy there. We just had
1: a guest on this show, Rick, who was in a Twilight Zone, Joyce Van Patten.
3: Oh, that's great! Right. Oh, yeah. was that? Oh, yeah. Wait, here's something. What the the actor who plays uh, Gig Young's father in that episode yeah. is this actor? He was a very good actor named Frank Overton. Yes, oh, Twelve O'clock yes. High. Yes, well,
2: that's right. Very good. Eighth uh, Air Force series. Yeah.
3: Yeah, this.
2: Oh, yeah, we'd watch 8 12 O'Clock High and Combat, Cover Me Rizzo, you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so all that 60s Batman. I, at first, was furious with Batman. How so? For being so corny. Yeah. And then I started to laugh at it, and I let it go.
3: I caught a Batman by accident They're on me TV. yesterday. Yeah. And, <laughs> and of course, it has an actor who I think I've mentioned on uh, the podcast. Oh, you caught a Joker told... episode? Yes. Oh, that's yes. perfect. And to make matters Cesar worse. Cesar
2: Romero put makeup over his mustache because he's not saving yes. that shit for yes, one yes, week's work. Did.
3: Yes, So, did. so Cesar Romero's in it. And we all know his past. I'm
2: not sure Rick knows, but maybe you can tell Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I just know he was the Joker.
3: All right. Sure. You're twisting my arm. (laughs) (laughs) What what Cesar Romero was into was he'd gather up these young boy toys, and, and then he'd pull down his pants and underwear, bend over, and some say he was standing ankle deep in warm water. I don't know. Some say, but, but then he would instruct the the boys to throw orange wedges at his ass, and some say it was tangerine wedges. But it was some kind of a get your facts right. It can't be both
2: oranges and tangerines. You can't have them both, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> so, did he switch his name uh, to The Stroker? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Oh,
3: but on this episode of Batman, yeah. you know, he he starts riding around the truck like it's some hidden thing, you know. Uh, and the name of the company on the truck is Gayfellows. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh I remember this one. Does the
2: How truck disappear?
3: I In think so. In 65 yeah. this
2: is happening. In 1965. Yeah, it
3: does. The truck
2: disappears. It
3: disappears in that great special effects they did have in the 60s.
2: Yeah, (laughs) which is stop the camera, roll the truck out, (laughs) lock the sticks down, and rolling. (laughs) We had Adam. We had the pleasure of having Adam West and Burt Ward
1: on this show, Rick, and and, uh, and Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather.
2: Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. Julie
2: Newmar, huh? Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Wow. Lee Merriweather. Great. Yeah. Julie Julie Newmar told Gilbert she was into short guys. <laughs>
2: okay. well, there you go. <laughs> and I, as I
1: recall, Lee Merriweather uh, offered to spank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well.
2: Which which Were I you being bad? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then some. Did you make a duty on the floor?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I wanted you, gotta,
2: you know you can't just hit Gilbert. You have to make him associated with what he did. <laughs> You have to hold his face right next to the shit and go, no. (laughs) Or you're just just confusing him.
1: Oh, Lord. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And that's what bothered you about this Batman episode, Gay Fellow (laughs) Yeah,
3: I thought they must have known when they put that on
2: there. (laughs) So that's an in-joke by them. It wasn't really a known phrase yet. Yeah, I, I never heard that expression. Had actually, you ever? heard I was a little kid. I didn't know about most of it. But had you ever heard that
1: that citrus story before Gilbert told it? No, that's yeah. up
2: there with all the glass table, Danny Thomas. Oh, make oh room, yes, make room for duty, you know, <laughs>
3: <laughs> or make poo for daddy, was another for one poo for daddy. That's
2: right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess geez, another fifties uh, favorite icon, huh? Oh, yeah, boy. destroyed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. and we're
3: still trying to get Marlo Thomas on the show. I don't know. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Probably not.
2: That. You'll, your show will be at a different studio by
1: then. <laughs> yeah. Rick, you're also a fan of Impressionists, uh, and I heard you mention mm-hmm. that you love Frank Gorshin. Spe- yes. Speaking of un-
2: Batman. Uh, un- underrated. One of the greatest Impressionists of all time. Gilly, do you agree? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. As an Impressionist, do you agree? Frank, do you agree? I yes. absolutely
1: do. It's Lancaster and Kirk Douglas were peerless.
3: Yes, yeah. He, he, and all of them
1: were. He didn't he, do bad
3: impressions. Yeah, Widmark too. Frank Ocean yeah. invented the Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. Yep. Everyone we all do who his. Does those are just imitating him?
2: Right. Yeah, and a great. guys guys, it's code breaking. I call it. Someone code breaks the impression,
3: figures it out some way, the way the words break up. Oh yes.
2: <laughs> and then every guy's got click click note note scribble scribble. You know.
3: Yeah, it's just like um, David Fry invented the Nixon. Yeah. Yeah, right. And we, Rich Rich Little had the Carson. Carson. <clears throat> right. Yeah, John Biner
1: had some great ones, too.
2: Oh, he did. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, you know, uh, Vaughn Meter, of course. Uh, Vaughn Meter. Was uh, stuck what? with a one impression scenario there and couldn't quite get it back with Nixon stuff because someone yeah. else had the territory. Do you remember the copycats?
4: Yes, yeah,
2: there was some great stuff on there. Yeah, we had a lot of it resorted back to John Wayne and you know a lot of the recognizable oh, yeah. sure. things. They weren't sure. No one was breaking into the esoteric good stuff. I think the first time I saw great esoteric impressions was Gilbert. <laughs> 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 he made me think about him. <laughs> well, nobody it was totally else. Based on seeing the weird, car- you know, doing guys from Mayberry, with Floyd
3: and shit like. Oh Yeah. Right. God, yeah I, whole, I,
2: look at him laugh at that. I didn't know they would get all. Oh, that's great.
3: Yeah. I used to do it. Sometimes i just like them to stare at me, scratching their heads as they do some obscure character actor that only I was a fan. Of. I think that's Gilbert when I Godfrey's fell in love with you. Shush tour. You Shush Shush doing?
1: Bob Dylan and Floyd the Barber. Yes, yeah, Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. The mix and match was
3: lovely. (laughs) Fantastic. Favor us with a little
1: bit of that. Go ahead.
3: Oh yeah, which I still do, of course. (laughs) Still in the act. (laughs) Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Hello, Floyd. Hello, Bob. Hello, Floyd. I'm Bob. (laughs)
2: Here's my impression of uh, of Patrick Stewart Receiving a crank call from A very stoned Ian McKellen Okay (laughs) Ring 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 Hello Hello Who is this Who do you think this is Why won't you identify yourself I want you to guess Well wait a minute What what, 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 what? Oh, my God, we've blended. So. <laughs> <laughs> Even
1: Terrific. They're quite, different. they're quite different. Enjoyed you on Blunt Talk with
2: Mr. Stewart, by the way. Oh, that was fun chasing around with a golf club.
3: That You're was fun. Each other up off oh, and there was Marilyn Michaels, yeah, we too. Yeah, we had her Ooh. on. Yeah, she did all the female impressions.
2: Oh, fantastic. Then. Yes, Marilyn's great. Yeah, and, and remember dear Pam
3: Madison. And, Pam Madison is a great impression. And, oh, here's, here's one of those scary moments on TV, uh, wonderfully uncomfortable moments, that they there used to be Friday night videos where yeah. they would get two different guest hosts and they would come on between the videos and joke around and introduce the next. And so one time it was Louis Anderson, uh. and I forget who the girl was but she was a girl impressionist okay yeah and and they uh start, started to plug Louie Anderson's book and she's there she was comes on as different characters you know mm-hmm. she was uh one segment she was you know Barbara Streisand, and another she's Mae West mm. and and that now she's share. And she's doing all the typical moves. And and Andy uh Louie Anderson starts talking and he goes, my father was an alcoholic <laughs> <That's good. laughs> and and he he would beat my mother and and I would come home and I'd hide under the bed and I'd cry and and, and wish that God would strike my father dead. And so while he's doing this, she has to stay in character.
2: (laughs) This is completely off book. (laughs)
3: She's there and Cher, you know, hitting her hair back, you know, all the moves. And (laughs) and, And she has to be a little serious and sympathetic. What As areas. a Sharon impersonator. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's, that's really that's really bad, Louis." <laughs> vamp, cover. Uh, in character, stay in character,
2: but vamp and cover. Stretch. <laughs> oh, that's great. I didn't plan on her talking. I only say three things she actually says.
1: Rick, I said the, all of them. On the subject of impressions, you do a very specific Larry Fine impression. I understand. Oh, well, <laughs> it's up
2: here, up here in the nose. <laughs> oh, no. No. And of course it's it's kind of like, you know, stimpy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuz it's the, you know. Don't don't stimpy. you do don't you do
1: Larry having his hair pulled out?
2: Oh, 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 oh. oh, 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 oh.
3: <laughs> oh.
2: All right, you want to try something silly? Oh, now let's do something silly. Yeah. Oh
3: yes, course up until now, <laughs>
2: yes, I'd like to slow things down and do an acoustic joke for everyone. We,
3: we've right been now. keeping our self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah! Rick, I think you have the page with you Gosh. that was that I was got sent, it right in front of me that was sent along. So, uh, we, when hmm. Gilbert's going to start it off. He's going to do uh, this is a this is a James Mason uh, off, yeah. James okay. Mason duel. We're going to do Ed, if you okay. will, and Gil, And Gil's going to start by doing James Mason from The Verdict. Okay.
3: Yeah. I'm going to tell you something that I learned when, when I was your age. I prepared a case and old man, Wright said to me, how did you do? And uh, I said, did my best. And he said, you're not paid to do your best. You're paid to win. And that's what pays for this office. Pays for my whiskey. Pays for your clothes. Pays for the leisure. We have to sit back and discuss philosophy. And we're doing tonight. We're paid to win the case. you you wanted to come back and practice the law. You wanted to come back to the world. Welcome back.
1: Beautiful.
2: That's yeah, smashing, older Mason man with the slower spread out on the words, oh, baby. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, starting to stretch. You got yeah. The, that's he, great. the heaven can, really. Yeah, he's. You so he could see this is like one of the last things he's going to do, right? Yeah. So, they,
3: the heaven can wait, James Mason. Yeah, right. And Beautiful. the voice from Brazil, James Mason.
2: Yeah, right. Of course, the difference. Yeah, sure.
1: And Rick's going to do the slightly younger. Oh, okay. Version. He's going to do from. He's going to do the, from uh, Nemo from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the
2: Sea. Yes. Yeah.
4: Think of it. On the surface, there is hunger and fear. Men still exercise unjust laws. They fight, tear one another to pieces. A mere few feet beneath the waves, their reign ceases, their evil drowns. Here, on the ocean floor, is the only independence. Here I am free. Imagine what would happen if they controlled machines such as this submarine boat. Far better that they think there's a monster and hunt me with harpoons.
1: Nice.
2: Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was
1: lovely. Thanks. <laughs> well, I got tough competition. <laughs> Getting that nuance.
2: You know, it's so interesting to do guys younger and older. Remember Eat. young Jack Nicholson was way up here before all the cocaine and pills and pot and pubic hairs took it
3: down, down, down. I, <laughs> That's great. I swear... I've always thought the like the old when Jack Nicholson got older, there was a little bit of Don Knotts. And, <laughs> wow, you know, because he had that part in the voice. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and later it all you know. Listen, we're all going to meet vocally in a few years, <laughs> and we won't be able to tell who's talking on the fucking phone, you know. <laughs> We better enjoy these impressions now, baby.
3: <laughs> and and I think unintentionally, Al Pacino, oh, he yes. turned into Foghorn Lakehorn. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought,
4: remember in the early days when he would talk with his teeth closed? Yeah. Even when his jaw wasn't broken, he was talking like yeah. this, like very tough. Because it's like he knew. He knew if he opened his teeth, out would come the monster. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious! Hoo-ha!
4: Not going back in the bottle.
1: <laughs> Rick, didn't you do a Captain Nemo in a commercial? And you were yeah for uh, Capital One. You thought to do a Mason and found out that uh, you Not couldn't go in it. that direction.
2: They didn't want me to do it. They said the estate could sue me for using his likeness. Isn't that funny, Gil? And
3: yeah. and well, they sued me when I said James Mason lied under a glass coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> 20,000 leagues under my pee (laughs) Oh he's fast
0: He's fast
2: Oh my
4: gosh (laughs) Thank you Cindy Thank you Coco (laughs) You both performed wonderfully (laughs) You can Uh grab your things and
3: go Where where do we go here? I I remember in Boys (laughs) from Brazil he goes "Uh, Dr. Mangler Your plan is Cancelled. And then Gregory Peckers, cancelled. <laughs> I have not been cancelled. <laughs> you have been cancelled. <laughs> oh, that's great.
2: Fantastic. The visor angle.
1: Let's see. Where do we go here, Rick? There's so many places to go. Movie roles and impressions and stand-up. Yeah. Let us, let's just talk real quick, as I heard you tell some uh, interesting stories about Million Dollar Mystery. Oh yeah, which which
2: we brought up, which was the good. Well, you know what it was supposed to be—the movie. It was supposed to be the sort of wink, wink redo of uh, this Mad, 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 Mad World yeah, with us right. kids. They- all of our favorite comedians in the world were supposed. Sure. I yeah, just oh, this is our chance to do something like our heroes did.
3: Yeah. This and and there were a a bunch of attempts to remake Mad. There was Rat Race. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cannonballs, Made all of those things. Are oh, crazy yes.
2: chase, any crazy chase. It was yeah. scavenger hunt.
3: Sure, oh, that's right.
2: Yeah. That's and right. And it was at the hands. Speaking, you know, you, you, are you missing the other connection here? Yeah. Go ahead. Do you know who directed it? Who? Richard Fleischer. Oh, Richard Fleischer. 20,000 oh, 20, Leagues Under oh, the Sea. director of 20,000 Leagues wow. Under the Sea. Yeah, that's right. That's I, the, oh, I thought you that. had the connection. Yeah, that's yeah, the connection. I have it here. It's, this is Richard Fleischer. Tor, 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 you know. Uh, fantastic Voyage. Wasn't he the replacement
1: director? Didn't Didn't he come in late, Richard Fleischer, on that movie? Uh,
2: on uh, by the time I was in He was in So I didn't get the rest oh, of the story Oh okay
1: Okay I made a funny yeah, I cast just, I got
3: cast And that was all I heard And Million Dollar uh, Mystery That Directed by Richard Leiser, yeah. Yeah the, the poster Was a big bag A big glad bag Mm-hmm and and it's like, gee, Filled I wonder. Filled with ones. How yes. convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought, gee, I wonder if there's any product placement going on here. Yeah.
1: What What was Fleischer like, uh, Rick? Lovely. I mean, he, he already he also directed. I admired fantastic him, and adored him, yeah. and
2: fawned at him, and he was lovely. That's nice. So it was a very pleasant experience working with him. Soylent Green, he directed. Oh my gosh. And he directed a lot of things we love. Yeah. And wanted to take a crack at a wacky comedy.
1: Well, there's, I mean, I watched it the other day, and there's a lot of funny stuff in it. You're funny. Rich Hall is funny. Uh, your buddy Pollock is funny. Eddie Travis in is it. great
2: with Potofsky. Yeah, Potofsky. Yeah. yeah. Mac and Jamie are great as the Mac two and fed. Jamie yeah. are the two guys. Oh, back. My Jamie got God. a new heart. Jamie got Where's a new heart. New ticker installed. Yay, we love you, Jamie. Welcome back to all the both two feet and walking around, baby. Oh, that's good to hear. You got a new heart. Put it right in. Start it right up.
1: Funny cast. And what happened? A 14 year old girl wound up winning the, the, yeah. the million dollars. That's it. And everybody got mm-hmm. a lot of people guessed where the money was, that it was hidden. Oh, in yeah. The statue no, Dennis yeah. Miller yeah. had a great no, line.
2: Yes. He said the movie made more money from the change that the people found in the back of the seats <laughs> was in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh. you know, your movie's in trouble when it's playing on the airliner on the way to the premiere.
3: Okay. When you mentioned Soil and Green. Yeah. Somebody told me oh, they so went apple. they went to Ch- uh, Charlton Heston's house. Okay. And it was obviously there was some like, you know, get together going on there. He heard a lot of people. And you know, he knocks on the door, Charlton Heston is there. He answers, and he's he's got like a milk mustache going. <laughs> and and he, he says to him with a smile, he goes, Milk. Can cookies? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh God! I can see it. I can so clearly see it with the showing off the teeth and everything. Right? Oh man, is that fantastic? Uh, you know the story about Walken, Chris Walken. Someone saw him in a in the water. Yeah, uh, in Central Park. And he's just submerged under one of those little walkway bridges. And then someone looked down at him and he's got his eyes closed, his shirts off, and he's got his arms up like King Tut and his head's down. And he looks up at the person and goes, today I'm an alligator. <laughs> and that's it. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Supposed to be a crazy little encounter. True story. Also,
3: you know. I, I, rem- I remember – you remember when Esquire used to do those one-page celebrity things – where, like, the celebrity would, you know, say everything in one sentence or two that would have to do with what I learned growing up, what my career means to me, what my father taught me, all those things. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so they were do, doing one with Nicholson. And, you know, he was talking about what, you know, acting means to him, what uh, his childhood was. And then out of nowhere, Nicholson goes, Wanna know what it would be like to fuck Britney Spears? <laughs> Life changing.
0: Phenomenal.
3: <laughs> oh, <Lord>. Yeah, who's. <laughs> Oh, and there's... Oh, here's, here's
2: here's another okay. quick impression. I just Go want to ahead, throw it yes, in very sir. quickly. Here's uh, Harrison Ford. Close the trailer door. You're letting all the smoke out. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: Excellent.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I was in a, a restaurant, and the woman was uh, bragging. She goes, you know, uh, uh, Harrison Ford comes in this restaurant... All the time. Hmm. And and her son said, he's here because he has the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> he's a total pothead. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, you're going to finish those?
3: <laughs> okay.
4: Should, why, why no,
3: Mr. Ford. Yeah, yeah, just uh, hand them over. He, here's a story that Roger Ebert told. That when he, he was a reporter, he was sent to interview... Lee Marvin. And Lee Marvin's. Oh, there. I love this story. Yeah, he's sitting by his pool in a bathrobe, and he's smoking a cigarette and drinking a scotch. Oh, Lee Marvin. And, Old Hollywood. And his little dog is running around yapping. And uh in the middle of the interview, Lee Marvin's wife comes home. She was away for a couple of days. And she goes, hi, everybody, and he introduces her to Ebert, and she says hello. And then she sees the dog is biting something and and playing with something in its mouth. And she goes, oh, what do you have in your mouth? And she takes it out of his mouth, and it's a pair of women's underwear. (laughs) And she holds them up, and she goes, These aren't mine. (laughs) And Lee Marfin looks down and he goes, Bad dog. (laughs) 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 I love Uh, two-word
2: punchlines like that. That's great. Uh. Rick, you want to talk a little bit about Willow? You and your buddy Kevin? Well, you know, another... Brilliant impressionist, Kevin Pollack. He is and, terrific. Oh, and, yes. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, so we kind of – some interesting notes about there. We were designed by comic artist Mobius Jean Giraud. Yeah. And we modified the design a little bit. So
1: You like and Kevin were the us, brownies.
2: Yeah, we came up with some gags for the brownies. He came up with the bald head and the rat thing on top, and I had uh, sort of a yuppie sweater made from a dead rat skin, like when yuppies were a thing. And so I was the arrogant douche of the two. And Kevin was the sidekick who would get drunk. And, and we had a lot of fun. So, I, you know, I mean, we held the record for the most amount of little dudes superimposed by process into a uh, a film scene since the record held by Darby O'Gill and the little people. I love that. Oh, wow. That's, that's we a fun thing. We were the next to most amount of little spliced in people. Did you meet Billy they, oh, they They invented morphing for the film. Oh, wow. Oh, they did. It went to it, and the second use of it was um, Michael Jackson's You're Black, You're White. You know the song where the faces were oh, lit sure, yes, my yeah, church. Sure. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the, all from ILM.
1: I heard you tell two interesting things, too, about that movie. One is that Lucas came in to direct for a day. When yeah, Ron, when of, Howard, every
2: now and then he'd come in there, and he would say, faster, funnier. <laughs> that was his <laughs> Faster. Faster, funnier. I <laughs> did, love
1: it. Did you get to meet Billy Barty?
2: No, we were shot in San Rafael. He wasn't uh-huh. used for that process. He was in New, New Zealand on location, and we were just up at uh, where ILM used to be in San Rafael. So five weeks straight of just us in blue screen, and you know, be scared of the tennis ball with an X of tape on it, and uh, run from the light fixture. Make sure not to. And you have to. We had bare feet, so we have to feel for where our tape mark was with our feet, because you can't look down. Otherwise, you're doing a Spencer Tracy.
1: Oh, that's right. You guys are a great duo in that. <laughs> Thanks. Really fun.
2: You really have to hit marks with that shit, too. Or you're walking right through a tree.
3: Good. Then we go that way to the lake.
0: That way.
2: You are drunk. And when you are drunk, you forget that I you am in charge. in charge.
3: Fine. Then which way do we go? That, that way! way oh no
2: that's the way i'm going all right all right you can follow me as far as the lake but that's it you're not going south are you no no just as
4: far as the lake
2: good mumbo jumbo i am hungry
4: go get me some eggs or something
3: we are not afraid of you
4: now
1: Here's something else. Both you and Gilbert are in Beverly Hills Cop movies. That's
2: right. Yeah. Well, you're in the second I, one, and yeah. uh, Rick's in the first. Yep. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> a buddy.
3: Eddie
2: was a pal to us both. Yeah. It was good to us both.
1: Going back to the triplets, the identical triplets. Right. Oh, and, uh, Of
2: which there were four.
1: Right. Right, Rob right, right. Bartlett did have, and then, you know, Jim Meyer, you know, so,
2: you know. And you had done improv with Eddie. Uh-huh. That's kind of how
1: you wound up in that movie.
2: Yeah, we did. The scene was improvised. A lot of it, you know. I gave him the line about, uh, "and you better have that paperwork out for me in this office, or I'm going to check up your ass with a microscope, the iron ones from school." So, what about your was, yeah.
1: your scene? What about yeah. what about Sydney?
2: Oh yeah. wow, well, we you, you know, we improvised through, through the rhythm. We found the beat and the rhythm of it. We improvised. Kind of, you gave him, a man. you know. It's a,
3: yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I remember they had written some scene that had nothing funny about it, right? And then me and Eddie just started mm-hmm. like whatever popped into our heads, and we do it different each time and start right. laughing. And uh. <laughs> yeah,
2: you were wonderful, man. <laughs> what yeah. about Groundhog? And he railroads Day. you too. It's great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about Groundhog Day, Rick? Same A lot thing. Of fun, you know, Rick Dukeman, who we just, just lost. Know, real funny man. Yes. Uh, he um, and I and Harold were getting along with Bill because everybody's an improviser then in that whole scene. So we came up with a lot of the drunk shit that we come up with I'm flopping all over the place and they let me come up with physical stuff to do. So, uh, you know, it's um, I, I'm anxious to see the musical, to see the guy that does the part, the amalgam <laughs> part, the, me and Duke. I mean, yeah.
3: It seemed like for a while you were cornering the market as the dumb guy in the bar. Dumb. Right. <laughs> dumb guy in
2: the bar. Hey, people say, hey, you don't want to get typecast. They go, shut
3: the fuck up and let me work, motherfucker. It- what are you doing to me? You're killing that's, me here. That's Hilarious. what always drives me crazy. Yes. These people let me get the say, gig. Oh, they, they're always casting me in the same roles. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. Boo fucking who? Or these actors, like black actors, will say, oh, they're always making me a gang member. Or the girls saying, oh, I'm always this sexy. I, well, take the fucking job. Hey, you, you there's could not be, a lot
2: of work. You know, there's, they're shipping it all the way to other cities right now.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's like. It's
2: uh, not a lot, enough work in your one town anymore.
3: If, if you feel like you're being typecast, Uh, Tell that to the actor who's serving you the burgers at McDonald's. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, tell that to Henry Winkler. He's he's doing just fine.
3: Yeah. He started a production (laughs) company with Fonzie
2: money, dummy. (laughs) Pretty good. He's just fine.
3: Although Henry Winkler does talk about how they offered him the role in Greece. And he wanted to break out of the Fonzie character, (laughs) so he turned it down, and he realizes that was a really stupid fucking move.
2: Yeah. You know, I guess we all got a couple of those under our belt. and The the, the miracle is we're still here swinging away like Papillon on a sack of coconuts, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, what drove me crazy in Papillon... (laughs) <laughs> Which Papillon, new or old Papillon? Oh, the the, uh, the Steve McQueen, there's a new Steve one? McQueen and Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Okay. Is that there's one part in his escape where he winds up on a tropical island where they make him like an honored guest, like a king, and and he's surrounded by these beautiful naked native girls. And But he's still not happy because he's not truly free. <laughs>
2: and I
3: thought, fuck you. <laughs> this, this is what every other man dreams about. And you've got it. Fuck you. You're not free. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: remember Dustin having trouble leaving the prison once the gates were open?
3: Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah well, I like that movie. Yeah, he, he had a real he had a snappy head motion that oh, reminded yeah. me very much of of um uh uh Oh, uh, Midnight Cowboy? That, that one? Well, he had a his head was popping around so much. Oh. It reminded me of uh god, who was the other young actor? Um Ferris Bueller. Oh, uh, Matthew oh, Broderick. Yes. Remember a young fella he had a hmm, what huh head that yeah. would snap 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 back and forth? It reminded me of that, because at the end he goes, Yeah, I remember just... Real stiff stiff robotic motion at the end there, turned him into a robot.
3: Yeah, I remember Dustin Hoffman in that movie saying to Steve McQueen, Maybe you would like to think about starting your own garden. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little David Brenner in that Dustin
0: yeah. yeah, right, Hoffman right. impression
2: with those big, thick, round glasses. <laughs>
3: right. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this.
1: Here's a fun <laughs> role for you, Rick. Tell us about being
2: in the Rocketeer, a movie that Gilbert and
1: I like. Joe Johnston's buddy of mine, Johnson. since
2: uh, the connection to Willow, as he worked on Willow and the effects mm-hmm. I am at the time, and we became buddies from that point on. And, um, he, this is just about two years, one or two years later, he calls up and says, Hey, you want to be in the Rocketeer, which I love the comic when I knew Dave
1: Mm -hmm. Dale, the late Dave Stevens, poor Dave. Yeah. Talented man.
2: Brilliant. Nice guy. And so. Uh, I said, heck yeah, I want to be in the movie. What, what do you got? And he goes, you want to come down to the clamshell scene? I said, yeah, 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 I love it. Great, a big set. Okay, cool. He's going to fly around on the rocket pack in the in the ballroom. Go, awesome. Uh, he said, yes, uh, I th- how would you like to be in the trailer. I said, how do you do that? You're going to say the name of the movie. And so I went, oh, I'm on the dance floor. Why? It's the Rocketeer. You know.
1: Very cool. <laughs> and the and Gilbert and I love that film because there's a, there's an actor made up to look like Rondo Hatton.
3: Rondo, oh, that's that right. big Rondo
2: looking dude. Man was yep. have a great job. Yeah.
3: And they, so much
2: to like about that movie.
3: And and, and they make uh Errol Flynn a Nazi right. spy. Right. There's an Errol Flynn character
2: and a Howard Hughes character. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn yeah. was the and, which I work who I worked with on uh, again uh before earlier on
3: uh Blind Fury. And Oh yes and Jennifer Connolly Jew. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yes. Connolly. is the love yeah. interest.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I yeah. guess her the,
3: mother was probably Page a
1: Jew character.
3: But greatest tits ever. <laughs> Jennifer Connolly. So says Gilbert Godfrey. Yes. yes. <laughs> so declares. So, that, Criswell I, I, speaks. I'd like it to be a blurb on the poster. <laughs> greatest tits <laughs> ever, Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: a good looking movie too. There's a lot yes. to like about oh, that movie. Yeah, it, it, made production such a, design. it deserved more press from, really from the did. movie makers, don't you think? Oh, and yeah. Alan
3: Arkin. I mean oh, it's got all Al- kinds of things Alan going for it Alan Arkin's doing that, that funny kind of southern accent. He's great. Big Western
2: guy, yeah. Yeah. My favorite my favorite take is when the he's in the back of the truck and he launches the pack to get them out of there and he's pushing the truck forward and you say, hey, just holding onto the wheel zipping by. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, it was a really fun movie. I had a fun couple of days shooting it. Yep.
1: Rick, you work like crazy. I mean, I'm looking at your IMDb page, and you're talking about you know let me work. There's just yeah. There's, you, I'm very
2: thank you, thank you very much. Very grateful to uh, Jim Carrey for I'm dying up here.
1: Yeah, yeah. For tell us dying, about dying that. Up here. Oh, it's you, all about you got to this. work with an Oscar winner. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah, Leo?
2: All, a lot of my scenes are are with uh, Melissa, so I'm very grateful. To have that opportunity to do that,
1: and Mitch Bombardier, we should point out, is not a real person. That the people no, he's are
2: the- an amalgam. He's yeah. a sort of a De Cordova because I have a sort of deep voice because I remember when Freddie De Cordova brought me into his office, and he was going to look over my comedy material,
4: and he would tell me, you know, Jack Benny
2: could get a laugh with dead silence. <laughs> <What>? Helpful. <no. laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but and so I'd, I'd sort of cause so, okay, which 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 part on here? No, no, I'm no, just in general. I'm just oh, okay, oh, <laughs> at least he knew who you were. He didn't know who Gilbert was, yes. Fred decordova.
3: Freddie didn't know you. I was doing a sketch on the show with, you know, and Jay Leno was the, right. I remember the, I was doing a sketch and and Freddie de Cordova, who much older than, of course. He he turns to one of the writers, and and he says, "Uh, who, who is that kid?" And he goes, uh, "He goes, that's Gilbert Gottfried." And he goes, "What does he do here?" <laughs> and he goes, "He's a comedian. He's been in movies and TV." And he goes, "Oh, I thought he was just some kid who worked up here." Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to bring
2: a lot of that to the part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're very good in it. Oh, it's, a, thank you. it's a good series. Oh, well, listen. I mean, if you're going to be working with Melissa Leo, you better. Yeah, you. it's very smart. Every game, thank you so much. Uh, and it's a great show for everybody. Everyone's doing a great turn in it. I hope yep. you're on this season, Gilly.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I always like when the producer comes up to me after a series been off the air. And then he goes, ah, oh, you should have been on my show." Ah, <laughs> i that. i had
0: that so many times. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where were you?
2: Where were you during this? Oh, I just appeared. I'm sorry. I'm just at 63. I just recently appeared.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where was I? I was um, sitting in a chair by the phone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I made soup. I came back.
1: <laughs> hey, Rick. Here's one uh, uh, from one of our listeners. We have a thing that we do on Patreon called Grill the Guest, yeah. and uh, one of our listeners named John Mueller has a question for you. Wants to know from Rick what was it like to play a centuries-old villain on the Secret Adventures of Jules Verne?
2: It was flat out awesome because I was also the creative con- uh, uh, consultant on the show, designing a lot of. I designed a lot of the ships and the machinery and the weaponry. And it would hand it off to uh, Minert Hansen and Phil Stamp to refine the artwork and then straight down to construction. And two weeks later, my rough sketch is a set on the set downstairs. And I was the Count Gregory, thanks to Gavin Scott and Pierre Delapoint. And uh, we shot up in uh, Montreal for a year. What? Did you work with David Warner? Yes, I did work with the oh, David oh, Warner, how man. about that? That's yeah. a guy we love. Lovely, lovely fella.
1: Oh, man. We love him time after yeah. time. hour ago.
4: And I was his enemy.
1: Yeah, he was terrific. He's still around. We got to get him for this show. We love
2: him. We love us. Yeah. Yeah. Omen. Time Straw Dogs. Come on. Straw Dogs. Yeah. Uh, Time time After Time. Yeah, absolutely. the The greatest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The greatest tell, Time Machine ever made. Tell Gilbert, time, and, and I don't think
1: Gilbert knew this, that 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 you you made
2: miniatures, that you, you, no, you did I, model I work. No, I did
3: know that. Oh, you did? Yeah, because every now and then you'd show me something you were working on.
2: Yeah, and uh, th- those little things I was showing you landed me the job creative, creative consulting on I'm uh, um uh, Secret Adventures of Jules Verne. And then I was uh, saying, since I'm already up here, why don't you put me in the bad
3: guy getup, since I'm an actor. And that's how, that's the order it went in. <laughs> I remember you would make these little, uh, like, kind of Star Wars-type ships. Yeah,
2: yeah, little little steampunky little yeah. weird things. And so it, I put them on display at Puzzle Zoo on the promenade in Santa Monica, and they noticed and called me in. Have you been
1: to Bob Byrne's place in L.A.? Yes.
2: Rick? Yes. Yeah, I,
1: I thought that was that's a <coughs> I natural connection a- I was you. at
2: the Acker Mansion.
3: Oh, I was yeah. at the
1: Ackerman Mansion. <laughs> Very
2: cool.
3: I've never been to Bob Burns' place. I'll have to make a trip out there. Well, he's got there. the
1: he's got the King Kong miniature that I the uh, the armature that I thought that uh, Rick would get a kick out of. Oh,
3: see yeah. now, uh, yeah. what oh. what four Ackerman had were the dinosaurs from King Kong, like the yes. metal part of them.
2: Yeah. He also had the blown up aluminum hull to the albatross. You know oh. Vincent Price's albatross, oh, Mr. Struck. You have yes. to join me. We'll rule the world
4: together.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> he
1: does Vincent Price too. Yes, fantastic. I'd like to point out that Drew Friedman says Fari Ackerman was a nudist. Just for uh, <laughs> 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 want to throw that in there
3: for no reason. Yeah, the the Vincent. My favorite Vincent Price moment is in the Tingler. Where it's like, scream, scream for your lives. The tingler is loose in the theater. And then after all the scream for your lives, he goes... We now resume the movie <laughs> when you're all tidied up.
1: <laughs> I heard uh, your interview on Rick's podcast. Rick had yes. a wonderful podcast, yeah, and you were on there, and you were plugging our show, which shocked me. Uh-huh. It's, it's I a, hope uh, I
3: hope I didn't mention your name. You didn't. And of the, course, okay.
1: <laughs> of course, your your record is intact. <laughs> But you actually, Rick was excited that we had uh, Bella Jr., Bela Jr. Yes. and Sarah Karloff on the show. Oh boy. We also had Vincent Price's daughter and, on the show.
3: And Lon Chaney Jr.'s grandson, Ron Chaney. Yes, we had Ron oh. Chaney.
1: And now oh. see see if Rick knows who our special guest was. Ah! The one, the, one, the, the special booking that you were ah. clamoring This
3: for. is the one I was, I was yelling to get. Janet Ann Gallo. Oh, I don't know. Okay, Janet Ann Gallo in Ghost of Frankenstein, where Lon Chaney Jr. is the monster and Bela Lugosi's back as Igor, the monster encounters a little girl being bullied by these boys, and he shows up and scares the boys away. But the little girl was Janet Ann Gallo, and she's still alive today.
1: We got her on.
3: She She hadn't acted
1: in about 40 years.
3: And she told a story that, uh, well, Cheney loved her and would bring her ice cream every day. And that Cheney and Lugosi in full monster makeup in between filming, they would play hide and go seek with her. (laughs) And I thought that to me would be would have been my ideal childhood. Having that, having
2: Lugosi play hide and go seek. Oh
3: man!
2: Only this. And what would it sound like when he finds her?
3: I found you, little girl.
2: (laughs) That was his ego. Igor, very good. Yes. Oh yes. Very good. I
3: remember when he shows up at. I think it's uh, Lionel Atwill is Doctor Frankenstein in that. And oh no 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 it was uh the the oh somebody else oh uh, John you'd know if anyone would know it's you fuck I forget an English oh. actor
2: we'll have oh, Paul your cell phone? we'll, have Paul, yeah. we'll have Paul look it up yes
3: right. oh okay <laughs> and he'll come back in three years Paul late. you with us yeah hey are you hey. still doing
2: are you still doing that other bit
3: <laughs> yeah hey Paul. <laughs>
1: Hey Paul, who was the who played the uh, Doctor Frankenstein in Ghost of Frankenstein? Come back to not Jay Carol Naish. <laughs> well,
3: oh, maybe Ced, uh, Cedric Hardwick, Sir I think. Cedric Hardwick. Yes, oh, that Sir good. Cedric Hardwick. That sounds yes. good. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So he sho- uh Legosi as Igor shows up, and uh, uh, Hardwick goes, you know, he he doesn't want uh, to revive, operate, and make the monster stronger, so yes. he goes. I've I've got a good life here, I've got friends and the respect of the community and a good practice, and Lagosi goes, and you wouldn't want to ruin that, would you? It's <laughs> so detailed. It's so good. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Splendid. That's when Lugosi was actually, you could see he was able to do character work. Yeah, well, he, right. Well, he's a good Igor. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. great
1: yeah. Yeah. as Igor. Yeah, that was his part. Yeah. Well, and he's no Marty Landau, but he's great, yeah. No. <laughs> Rick, we got to <laughs> ask you about the great Jonathan Winters. Yes. And your friendship with him.
0: Yeah.
4: Well,
2: I'd done in the late... 80s, I did a Showtime quick sketch with him, an improv with him, where he was the uh, Maudie, and people were at his funeral. Oh, Maud so, Frickard. Oh, yes, which, uh, at his, at, his uh, at where Maud was about to die, and they're all trying to get in the will, and that was which the premise, And so we, Johnny
3: Carson completely stole from him.
2: Oh, completely! did not oh, yeah. even deny it. And Blabby, yes, and yeah. Blabby was Maud frickert <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. no, he was faster with it yeah. up here. Uh, uh. Whereas Jonathan, no, no. he's so hip. You know, he had hidden hip things. He had little, because he had to be hidden hip then. You couldn't be overtly hip. I mean, this cat was doing this and this cat was doing that. He was was using some hip terminology, but he was hiding all kinds of edgy shit in there. He used to tell you, I remember seeing the Robin Hood movies and I'd be in the back of the room. And uh, you have to wait in the way back of the room there because you'd be there. Maid Marian. (laughs) like that. He's... He's talking about jerking off in a theater. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even, as a kid, I missed it completely. Oh, you clever guy. You had, of course, to hide all that. You know, he couldn't, he was, he had to sneak all these little buzz things in there to be edgy. Quite clever, man. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I met Jonathan Winters once. Where? And it was like we were both doing some show. We weren't working together, but we were both on it. And I I shared a dressing room with him, I think, or I was invited into his dressing room. And we were talking, and there were other people there. And uh, every now and then, I always start daydreaming. And he would turn to me in the middle of what he was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah you're zoning out a little, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we lost you, Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember Jonathan Winter saying to me that his, his parents warned him don't start fooling around with women all over the place and and be careful with your money and he goes so now i have no money and then he points to his crotch and he goes And Mr. Pencil doesn't work anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. What do you got, Paul? Hang on a minute, Rick. We, we got uh, we got something here on okay, Ghost of Frankenstein.
4: So what, do, what do we need to know? I got the cast up. Doctor Frankenstein. Okay, let's see. So the, mo- the not the mo- the monster. No, the scientist. Yes, scientist. Ludwig scientist. Frankenstein. Cedric Hardwick. He's got
0: I it. Just said oh, that
3: Hardwick. A- yeah. It, you baby, you, yeah, he got it right after I said it, like <laughs> a half hour ago. I said, "Sir Cedric Hardwick," uh, but Paul comes in like an hour later and goes, "Hey, look what I found." He's going to take the credit you know, for it. Yeah, you know the thing with yeah. research
4: is you get what you pay for. Absolutely, yes. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But did you know that Ralph Bellamy was also in Ralph this? Bellamy?
1: Yes, and who yes. played mm-hmm. Igor. Go- go see.
3: If you are listening to the show, <laughs> tuned out. we talked about all this for like a, a fucking hour. We were talking about this. We were like Robert Osborne on, <laughs> case, on Turner Classic <laughs> Movies. We discussed it in full. Get the fuck! Fuck out of here, Paul! <laughs> you <laughs> really make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out! And that is, of
2: course, your—that is your Jack Raymond impression.
3: Oh uh, yes, yes! Get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> now, whatever Get ha- the fuck out of the house. Whatever happened to him?
2: Uh, I saw him in Hollywood about 10 years ago. I was up on, uh, Canyon. I was hiking up there and ran into him. He was with Bruce Mahler. And, uh... Bruce Mahler from Fridays. Oh, yes. Yes. You know Bruce, of course. Funny guy. And, yeah, the two of them were just hiking the other way. And we talked for a minute and then headed off. But, uh, that's the last I saw of him. And, you know... Oh, I, I have a funny story about that. You know, he used to go on his, uh... Bert Vonnegut, because he looked like Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, yes. So back in the 70s, I was just like late 70s. i just broken up with Roger, and I was trying to sneak into the back of Studio 54 when someone came out for a smoke break to come outside. I was going to catch the door and walk in the the back. Oh, yes. Pretend to be one of their friends as they go back in. Yes. And, uh, and, but as I was walking up there, I saw this dude with curly hair and a big fluffy mustache sitting on the step looking all downtrodden and yeah. out the back there. And I went, hey. Hey, Jack. Well, that was Jack. And he going, hey, because maybe he just thought it was that, hey, Jack. Like, yeah. It was this, hey, dude, you know, and I walk up to him. It's not Jack. It's Kurt Vonnegut. Wow. Oh, wow. Freaky. Yeah. So we're sitting there talking on the step for like an hour just about the world oh,
3: and everything. And do you know, like I've gotten a handful of, you know, celebrity phone numbers where it's like Jonathan Winters, when we met that time, he gave me his home number. And said, mm-hmm. oh, you know, give me a call and let's talk. Norman Feld gave me his number. <laughs> we know where Great. this goes. Uh, and, and, oh, and, uh, oh. Uh, 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 George Carlin. George Carlin. George oh. Carlin gave me his. But I always. Would he leave you messages? No, no. See, Hello, fuckface.
2: Hello, douchebag.
3: I never called any of them. Oh. And I'm sorry I didn't. But, you know. It, to me, Didn't want to be
2: nudgy, right?
3: Yeah, and and also, the few times I've called a celebrity after they've given me their number, it's kind of like when you meet a girl and she goes, oh, oh, you got to call me. Here, here, I'm writing down my number. Here, read that. Read that to me. Make sure you can see it. And, oh, and then and, and here's my my answering uh, service. And uh, here's my work number. And, oh, call me, call me, call me. And then you call them and it's like, Yeah. <laughs> what do you want yeah and I, I we we met at susan's party uh-huh i remember <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you're meeting with b arthur oh yeah it's memorable
1: <laughs>
2: uh-oh what happened there
3: i i i was at some event and or some show and i run into b arthur and she goes hello gilbert and I I'd never worked with her or met her, and I said, "Oh, hello, B," and she goes, "So how you feeling? And I said, "Good, and you?" And and then uh, she goes, I, "Are you still living in the same place?" And I go, "She's never been to my place. All right, yeah, yeah, I am." And uh, you? And she goes, "Yes." And we we start talking like that for a while, and then there's like like about a five minute. Pause of silence, and she goes, Do we know each other, or do we just know each other from TV? And I said, I think we know each other from TV. And she Hmm. turns around and walks away. (laughs) Uh,
0: Still funny. (laughs) Thanks.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
1: but Rick, you were starting to say George Carlin left you messages?
4: Yeah, he would. just...
2: Yeah. Would always I always you guys up. were friends. Hello, fuck face. He had <laughs> me teach him the Sean Connery impression, which now no one in the audience even knows who it is. Well, well our right. audience does. They would yeah. appreciate it.
3: It's so gosh, old gosh. even I won't do it. <laughs> 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 well, you guys want to do this? So outdated, <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried won't touch it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe instead I'll do someone else.
1: Rick's, okay. got, Rick's got a good impression. He's going to try it out. And we'll try this. Uh, this, and,
3: this And I'll do mine as David Brenner. Okay. Oh, that's great. So this, this is a scene from the
1: producers starring, uh, if I have, have this correctly, David Brenner and Morgan Freeman. So, Rick, you can start us off.
4: I assume... You are making those cartoon noises to attract my attention. Am I correct in the assumption, you fish-faced enemy of the people? I have hurt your feelings.
3: Thor, may I think to you for a minute?
4: <laughs> Go. You have 58 seconds.
3: Well, Thor. It seems.
4: You have 48 seconds left. Hurry, hurry.
3: In looking at your box, I discovered that...
4: 28 seconds, hurry, hurry. <laughs> oh, use enough time.
3: Mr. Beyond Dog, I can't function under these <laughs> conditions. You're making me extremely nervous.
4: What is that? A handkerchief?
3: It's nothing, nothing.
4: If it's nothing, why can't I see it?
3: My blanket! Give me my blue blanket!
4: Yeah, don't panic.
3: I'm sorry. I don't like people touching my blue blanket. It's not important. It's a minor compulsion. I can deal with it if I want to. It's just that. I've had it ever since I was a baby, and I find it very comforting.
4: They come here. They all come here. How do they find me? (laughs) That was (laughs) bizarre.
2: Truly bizarre. Oh, reminds me of the old days.
3: Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. What fun. <laughs> and I I just remembered my favorite David Brenner line, which is, he told a story and now he goes into a bit about how men are always bragging how mu- how many times they could fuck in one night. Okay. You know, and then bragging like, oh yeah, like twenty times and thirty times <laughs> what? and 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 David Brennan goes, When on guys gonna finally admit that God. after the first time it's like trying to hammer a nail with a fish. <laughs>
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's such wonderful. a good impression, too. That's wonderful. <sighs> oh, Rick, so much to ask you about. So much we could cover. Anyway, we should wrap it up. Yes.
3: Uh, this has been Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast with my co host, Frank Santo Padre. And. Uh, and the lipless. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Screwface
3: Overton. The frighteningly deformed. The, oh, children, don't look at him. He's not human. Rick, r- Rick
2: Triggerface. He triggers people with his face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the very funny and our old pal, Rick Overton
2: Thank you guys, thank you Gary. Oh, Funny uh, and prolific you, what fun. Rick, this has been great, thanks for coming Thank you for having me, what a ball Oh man, I'm dying here well, you, you, you got anything you want to plug before you go, Rick? Uh, well, you got some movies coming out? Uh, I'm gonna be
3: coming I, out. I would uh, like to plug Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> we established <laughs> that. <whole> that's story. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna be coming up
2: on uh, the ABC series Speechless around Thanksgiving, and they're okay. picking a week for it to go either before and after one or the other. They told me so. It's gonna be right around there. Wonderful. This and, has been a blast. Uh, then guys. I'm dying up here and look back on some of the recent episodes of Veep.
1: Oh, that's right, Veep too. You're in everything. I mean, you're in Seinfeld. You're in Lost. We read Curb Your Enthusiasm. We read a bunch at the top. I mean, you just, uh, you are a working actor, my friend.
2: Grateful to be so and grateful to be on your show. It was a kick. And
3: it was nice finally meeting you. It was lovely to finally
2: not meet you in person.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. Well, thank you again, Rick. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks,
0: Rick.
2: Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast is produced by Dara Gottfried and Frank Padre, with audio production by Frank Verderosa. Our researchers are Paul Rayburn and Andrea Simmons. Web and social media is handled by Mike McPadden, Greg Pair, and John Bradley Seals. Special audio contributions by John Beach. Special thanks to John Murray, John Fotiadis, and Nutmeg Creative. Especially Sam Giovanco and Daniel Farrell for their assistance.